Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. And we're back. <laughs> hey guys, it's been a week. Um, we're back for episode 10 of Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. Today we wanted to go ahead and talk about some new topics for you guys. Um, some things that might be coming up in your life. And those two things are imposter syndrome and worthiness. So... What you got, girl? I kind of wanted to start with, because a lot of people, I feel like, and you can tell me if this is wrong. Sure. Um, so here's childhood trauma, childhood upbringing. Then here's how it shows up in our life. Mm-hmm. And then here's how it affects our decisions and our moves, right? Sure. And I think that a lot of people talk in the middle space of like, oh, well, I have this at it. If we get to the root of what caused it, mm-hmm. then you can start to repair that. And sure. then the innate understanding of worthiness can come. I feel like if you don't go into that root issue first, it's going to keep coming back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all of the healing work that we've done up until this point, we've had to relearn lessons because we didn't dig into the depth of what needed to heal first. Right. And then so it's like we're relearning. Well, I think too part of that is, you know, when you know better, you do better. And so you will keep getting served the same lesson until you are capable of reaching that far back into whatever the wound was from the very beginning. Right. And right. we've talked about before that sometimes you're not That's true. capable of being able to go there because you're you're just not emotionally strong enough to to open that box so you're kind of being protected by so I guess I kind of want to just open try to open up because I know that most of the people that listen to this mm-hmm. haven't even gotten to the middle lane right? right they're just in the this is what I do for life and this is I don't even know why Autopilot. I haven't even thought about it yeah right and so I kind of want to take it backwards like okay, okay here is okay here's some things that we can do to fix it but then also if you really want to get to the depth, mm-hmm. then let's go look at what brought you to that spot. Sure. And I think when you are um, coming into a place where you are trying to become more self-aware, mm-hmm. it is simply peeling. It's part of, right. Yeah. You're just peeling part that of the first journey. layer back like we have. Yeah. And then you have to go back. And once yeah. you realize that, oh, there's, there's deeper shit in there, <laughs> you have to double back on on the same lesson or the same understanding until you get to a place where you're like ah this right. is where this comes from yeah you're right you're right so because think, that's kind of what i did too yeah i was healing and i was doing all the things but then i had to go back and then i had to go really really back and then i was like <laughs> oh that right. makes sense okay i get it yes so i think there are people who are on the path who are not um who, or may not be ready to uh attach the the lack of worthiness to a childhood experience yeah so they just need to identify that they have a lack yeah. of worthiness yeah you're first. right and identifying that can start right the right the it, it opens back. it opens okay. the, okay. the, the you're door right to you're it. right just i just thought. feel like like when i start talking about it with people i always you know my stories can never be like five like you know small they're always like well no you got to go all the way back to get and then get the full understanding and i feel like that's kind of how i am with the healing too but you are right first comes i feel unworthy right and then now how can we kind of help walk you out of that and then once you get out of that and then you're like wow i am worthy right now why did i feel like that right so you're right okay right 
So um, I want to go in with a, a description of what, uh, or a definition rather, of what um, imposter syndrome is. Because imposter syndrome is uh, a side effect or an, a, a sub-effect of worthiness, not feeling mm-hmm. worthy. So um, imposter syndrome is the phenomenon in which a person feels self-doubt and inadequacy despite being successful and accomplished in their endeavors. This feeling of inadequacy can arise from a fear of being exposed as a fraud, and it can lead to anxiety, depression, and burnout. The problem with imposter syndrome is that it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, leading the individual to downplay their achievements, take fewer risks, and avoid new opportunities. So, you know, we preach this all the time, that whatever you speak, it's like casting a spell into your Sorry. life. You know, you're like manifesting what you say. So if I say that I'm, if I'm saying I'm always sick, then the likelihood of me being ill is, <laughs> is high. As I'm choking coughing right into the microphone. So, so this is a first. So um, imposter syndrome is, that was my old, uh, those are my old this intentions. For my old bracelet. Yeah, my, my, my intention bracelet that's on. Um we match. <laughs> so um, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you feel like you're not worthy of your own achievements and success, you will not claim them. And then you actually prove yourself right by not being able to succeed because you keep speaking right. failure over yourself. And then when, your confidence dwindles. Yeah. So you perform badly and it, it's, it's not going to work out for you. So... This goes back to having, you know, positive thoughts and positive words and shifting your brain into using that as a healing modality. And if you see yourself in something like an imposter syndrome where you know that you are doing, you know, awesome things and you feel you are successful or, or other people are even validating that you are successful or that you're an authority on a topic or that you're, a, a, you know, a force to be reckoned with in whatever arena you're in. But if you don't believe that about yourself, you you will not have the type of success that you you could have. Right. Well, do you feel like you may have started out with the feeling of I can do this and I'm good at this and this and that. But then other voices of people in the past come in and they're like, no, you're not. No, you're you were this. You were this and you were that. I feel like there's been a lot of that type of conversation for me. Um Like when I began on my social media and I would post positive motivational stuff, um, a lot of people who were close to me or who knew me, I mean, I guess even at the same time, but it was just they they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. And that caused me to say, oh, well, maybe maybe I am not that. Maybe that's not part of who I am. Right. And that's the other thing is we're so widely encompassed of so many different things Mm -hmm. and for me i think that that's what confuses it is because i do know i'm not the expert on this one thing but i also do know that i am good at this thing right and so i find myself like you know arguing back and forth yeah like no no no. yes i am you know what i mean (laughs) like so i feel like i feel like you really that's part of the relearning how to talk to yourself because guess what so-and-so that you knew five years ago doesn't know right. Lori Grimion right now. Right. They don't know Katie Fernino right now. Mm-mm. They knew who Katie was back then. And that was a whole, like, ten different people. 
it's true. <laughs> ten different people ago. It is ten different people ago. I think too. You know, we get, especially if it's someone that um, their their opinion you look up to them or um, they might be a role model of yours. Right. And if they say something to you that is particularly critical, yeah, I think you um, you have to be careful with that and you know kind of look for what or if it's a family member even you know somebody that you really love and appreciate right or someone you feel knows you well yeah and for them to place that label on you that's so different than how you feel about yourself it can be very confusing yeah that's that's even more the reason to you know kind of do an inventory on your 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 worth your emotional worth your spiritual worth your physical all of that so it, this t- ties back and forth to one another, which also ties to our last episode, which was about rewiring your brain for positive thinking, because if you do not rewire your brain for positive thinking, you fall into these places where right. you can have other people's intrusive criti- criticisms or ideas about you overtake your own positive right. self-talk. Because that's their idea about you. That's yeah. not They don't know who, who you are in here and Correct. what's going on in There's here. There's somebody that we all project out into the universe and who we show walking and talking and moving around all day. And then there's the person that you are on the inside that, and, or maybe who you're trying to evolve into, like a cocoon. Didn't one of our friends say there's three people, everyone has three people in them, mm-hmm. who they present to the world, who they are inside, and then what was the other one? Um, so... It actually is in alignment with astrology. So it, you have oh, okay, you have a, a rising sign, you have a uh, sun sign, and you okay. have a moon sign. Ah, okay. And so those are the three facets of people's personality. Your moon is more of like who you are when you're by yourself. Your rising is how people perceive you, and your sun sign is more of like what your actual personality in, in is, like a blend. And- we're both sun Libras. We are both sun Libras. And I'm a Virgo I, I moon forget, and a Scorpio rising. Are. You want me to tell you? Because I can tell you. In yeah, because I, I deleted that app. I didn't delete it. Okay, well, while you look for that, yeah. I wanted to read. Um, so on what I'm reading on psychology today is what triggers imposter syndrome? Calling attention to one's success, ironically, can unleash feelings of imposter syndrome. This could occur when receiving an award, passing an exam, or being promoted. Failure after a string of successes can also cause someone to critique and question their overall aptitude. And this is very true. I find myself having this problem. Like, everything's great. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, I can't. Oh, everything. So T-Swift accepted Taylor Swift. Taylor. (laughs) T-Swift accepted an award this week. Um, where she talked about this exact thing. Really? They called her, uh, they gave her an innovator award, award, and she was on stage and she said, you know, you guys see me up here holding this award right now, but you have no idea how many times I failed and how many of my ideas sucked right. before I had those really, really good ones. So it is in alignment with that. So even if you do have major Grand successes, successes yeah and then you you flop on something it's still possible for you to rise and have right. more because that's human it is right oh okay i feel like i did see a little snippet of it is failure is part of the ride it's Correct. not you're never gonna not have it it's no. good it's if you're gonna go high failure's coming with you failure on the way. is part of success yes that is the gist of it. So when you are someone who is riding high and, you know, at the top of your game, you can almost rest assured that there is going to be something that comes up that kind of sweeps the legs. 
So you kind of have to be humbled about it, humble, grateful, right. and always got to be on the ready. Like, look, I, I know this is great. I'm riding high. I'm feeling really successful. But at the same token, like, I have a long road Seasons ahead of me. Seasons come. Yes. yes. And this is, it's. Right. It's, Just like we talked about, like, there are summer line. seasons, yes. winter seasons. We go into hibernation. Right. Eat a few extra uh-huh. carbs. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, if you are on a flat line, you are no, you're not alive. Yeah. Okay. So your rising sign uh, is Virgo and your moon sign is Aries. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And moon is yourself? The moon is like. Aren't, well, your, aren't your Aries self. like assholes? It's the ram. You might be like not the ram. a ram to yourself. Oh, yeah. No, excuse me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. Sure. Well, do you, you have and, the time of my birth? You and I are very because I had to change uh, mine when I got my birth certificate and I found it. I don't, it doesn't it's say like it three or three a.m. Don't be telling people your shit. What? They're gonna go look up your chart. Oh. Oh. <gasps> you have a cool one. Mine doesn't look like that. What is if it anyone's like? interested, we are talking about our natal charts. Um, in astrology, because you know we're like that. What's that? Oh, check on our friends. So today, um, for our listeners on streaming oh, apps, we are also going live on TikTok. It's for the first hey, time. Hey, Josh Gidry. Hey, Josh Gidry. Oh wait, I don't know if you want that on. It's on the podcast. Oh well, now you're on the podcast. <laughs> you can listen to us. Give you a shout out there too. Yeah. All right, so here are some uh, some symptoms of imposter syndrome, and I've definitely found myself doing this. And I can, I have done enough of the work where I could go back and pinpoint and tell you at what point in my childhood these were nurtured yeah. and developed. I think everyone who's listened to our podcast can do that. Good, right for us. I hope for so. Ourselves. Oh, can go back and identify it for me. <laughs> yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're welcome for me being so vulnerable and sharing yes. all these things yes, with you. Yes, because that shit is not easy. It is. Let me tell it you, it is not. I have gotten to a, a really, really good spot where I can share enough of yeah. myself like this. So, uh, some of the symptoms of imposter syndrome. So, if you see yourself doing this, or you find yourself doing this, it includes constantly comparing yourself to others, dismissing compliments and accolades, mm. feeling that your achievements are due to luck rather than hard work, feeling that you're a fraud and that you'll ultimately be, ultimately be exposed. These can be acute in high-pressure environments like academia where there's a great deal of competition and judgment and where imposter syndrome can lead to a lack of confidence and self-belief. So have hmm. you ever felt like that? Have someone Has someone ever complimented you and you've been like, that yeah. shit ain't true? Oh, where well, you no, got that no, from? I don't think I say it like that, but I'll like... I'll switch around on them or something. Like, I don't want right. the... I the love your hair. No, yeah. I love your hair. Like, no, no, no. Yours is great. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, like, give a bunch of credence to the compliment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I try to divert. <laughs> yeah. So why do you think that is? I think that I wasn't used to getting them. Yeah. I wasn't used... Like, as a kid, we had a lot of kids. There was a lot of kids. And so it was like, you know, got to go to work, got to go to school. I don't think that there was a lot of, like... You're doing great, you know? <laughs> right. And I don't think that it was like a malicious type thing. I just it wasn't, it wasn't a thought. Yeah, it wasn't a, on the radar. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. And and I'm <clears throat> I'm learning about myself that I am hypersensitive. I just am. All over the board, any way you look at it, my nervous system is sensitive to a lot of things. And I needed, I believe, 
extra of that. Yeah. Just like I see in my kids. Like, I know which one needs extra somewhere. And then which one's like, leave me alone. She wants space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I asked. Do you want love or do you want space? Yeah. To both of them. Right. Right. But that matters. And to be able to identify it makes you part of that generational curse breaker person. Yeah. Shifting it. So I can remember a time when, um, in fact, the year 2019, before the pandemonium began, uh, my goal, you know, I make these goals every year of, of things I want to focus on deeply uh, healing within myself. And that was my goal was to be able to confidently and effectively receive compliments. Because I, re- I realized, especially when I was running the Spice Company and a little bit beyond, um, there were people who were, were giving me compliments and I was always like, uh, it's nothing it's just oh no, like i'm just you know i'm just a little slide just doing what i do just rolling with the punch it like whatever i would just totally blow it off and then it got to a point where people were complimenting uh me to my my like my mom and we're like hey man she's she's freaking awesome like you did such a good job with her and i mean by 2019 i was like what 35 30 something <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was in my my mid-30s. So for me to, you know, not have been able to properly receive compliments, it definitely um, stifled stifled my confidence and gave me that negative head talk where I had to dig deeply into this topic and figure out how can I move this in a way that I have to forgive how -hmm. it got here and um, allow that girl who I was when I received this gift um, not again. It was very sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> um, but when I, I had to forgive all that situation around it, and then I had to allow her to come through and receive compliments. And I actually took old photographs of myself when I was a little girl. I have one too. And oh I went God. and looked at pictures of me, and I was like, "Look how cute you are, and you are so smart, and you're not a bad kid." And you just can't stay still because you have undiagnosed ADHD and that's going to be okay when you become an adult. You'll figure out how to transmute that and manage it into your adult life. So there was this process of me going back to little Lori and telling her that she was the shit. Right. I was going to say that I I believe that brain function affects the imposter syndrome as well. Um, But we do need to take a break and we'll be right back. We'll do that. Get ready. (laughs) Okay, we're back. Um, So, yeah, we were just talking about how imposter syndrome, which also is very closely related to perfectionism Mm -hmm. and how those things can kind of hold hands with um, neurodivergence. Neurodivergencies. Yeah. 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 Because I often wonder, do neurotypical people have the same level of what we have? Did we get it from trauma? Did we get it from the the ADHD? Or are they all somehow? Yeah, I think that's like a chicken and the egg yeah. conversation. To where I mean, you're you're probably more predisposed to these things because you know that's why a lot of neurotyp- neurodivergent people, excuse me, are misdiagnosed because it's it's presenting as other things like depression right. yes. or anxiety or um and so 
a lot of times it's it's not until we unravel all of those things we're like no bro something my brain does not work like other people's brains right and the whole time we're like we're different we're we're just super sensitive i'm a weirdo and i like it (laughs) yeah which i do i do i I love it we can't like this is what we are but but it's also because our brains function differently than they do other people's So here are some ways to overcome imposter syndrome. This is how we segue over into the. Well, before we do that, can we talk about. So it says, are women more likely to experience imposter syndrome? It says imposter syndrome was first documented in high achieving women in the 1970s. While imposter syndrome is still more prevalent among women and specifically women of color, Mm. men are also susceptible to developing this mindset. I can definitely see that. Um, you know, you bring up a good point, too, because think about what was happening in the 70s. Like, that's when everyone had a television in their home. So the women that they were seeing or the men that they were seeing on television, there wasn't a lot of representation right. for, for the everybody and especially for not for people of color. So that makes perfect sense. You're comparing. You're comparing yourself to this little skinny, whatever the lady who's doing the doo-wop right. dance. And she doesn't look like you and you want to wear her outfit. So you're then that triggers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even worse today because we have, you know, Instagram models and all these influencers who have these, you know, really um, like big it, butts. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, listen, there are really skinny or whatever, you know, kind of like it sure. was back in the day. But. I, I feel like, and people are going to hate either way, which way, whether you like the, the what it, what's it called, empowering of different sizes or whatever. Yeah. And then some people are like, oh, no, you're just letting yourself be fat. Right. Whatever it is. Um, I feel like we have done a little bit better of a job with being able to see all of those different things. But I yeah. do think that maybe we're so mindful about it that, like, if we see something that we're like, we feel bad about unfollow yeah but i think that the younger kids maybe don't have that same they're just like oh i want to be like that so let me go do all these workouts yeah or the ones that you know they're trying to perfect this dance that somebody else choreographed Mm -hmm. like you see it and all they're emulating what they see and it's it's or they're or they're eating tide pods or doing dumb shit like holding their breath and making somebody grab them but like whatever the hell it is it's a challenge that they've seen and now because they have no function control because they're children you know then you you you're doing this so they're following in the steps because this person looks cool doing it or it's 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 always comparison or like how can i get this cool how can i get this many followers how many how can i get many right more people to watch well, me? and you know i have thought about that and you know I just posted this on Instagram. Instagram is letting people buy verification. I saw that. And I had no lie at least 20 people in my feed who yeah. I know I did not follow. You know what I'm so they're right. they're selling the verification and then they're selling followers. Oh. They're giving they're making us follow people. This is my 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 belief. I don't know if it's true. But and I'm just like I don't I thought about that like could we do that for our right. podcast but then that wouldn't be what our podcast is about right. I want the people to organically find us I want authentic yeah I want them to be looking for the things that we're talking about and looking for too yes and yeah no I agree <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for hanging on and watching us yes Side- give us some likes Sideways. I only have three likes we need Two more likes. likes. I got like 3,000 when or something. I was drinking coffee and I think and you can buy us coffee. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm going to have to figure out how to put that link on there. Katie's going to figure out how to put the link on here. Yeah, all my new TikTok friends who have helped me go live, um, 
they're giving me all the tips. Thank you for giving her all the tips. Yes. I don't do the TikToks. Yeah, she's Katie's not the a TikToker. I'm the Facebook, Instagram, yeah. YouTuber. Katie, yeah, does, she's a YouTuber for sure. Katie does the TikToks. We, we, we split it up. We split yeah. up. We split up the the duties. Yeah. So, um, all right. To overcome imposter yes. syndrome, it's helpful to recognize what it is and the symptoms. Once you've identified that you might be experiencing it, it's helpful to talk to others who have maybe experienced the same thing or feelings of inadequacy. It's important to remember that the feeling that feeling like an imposter is a common experience, but many successful people have experienced it at one point or another. It's important to revisit and reflect on your achievements and to acknowledge that successes are typically the result of hard work and dedication. It's super important to challenge your negative thoughts and beliefs that accompany imposter syndrome. Use evidence. Like, remember when we were talking about that fact? Where's the fact in this thought cycle? Right. (laughs) So use evidence to counteract and build a more positive and constructive self-image. Because if you are not sturdy enough in your self-image, it's easy for someone to break through and find the the ting, 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 the chink in your armor. That's part of, I I think that's where it like touches with perfectionism yeah and then because you think that you have to be perfect you know internally that you're not you know that there are things that you're not perfect at and so that's where there's the conflict because you're like but I am really great at this but I know I'm not perfect and I know that I I might do this or I might do that and then so that takes away from this good thing right and it doesn't have to they can both exist they can coexist coexist Yes. yes and you know it's funny because we've talked about fear We've talked about fear of failure. We've talked about we, all of these things hold hands or collide or intersect at some point. And yes, it's, it's crazy to me. That's why I want to talk about them because yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's super important to highlight these things because it, it, it gives you a, a, something to point your finger at within yourself. And then you can take it and break that into those chunks to help yourself to, to heal yourself. Yeah, on my thing, it says expecting to make mistakes at the beginning of a new experience and seeking out a mentor who has charted a similar path are a few concrete steps that can fight imposter. And I've definitely done that. I have, look, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't want to be the best person who knows the most about anything because I want someone else that I can turn to and say, hey, look, how about this? What Mm -hmm. about this? Um, But there are a lot of people that will purposely put themselves around people who are lower or at the same level as right. them so that they can appear to be grander. Shine. Right. Yeah. I like having a mentor. I don't want to be the smartest person in the yeah. room. It doesn't behoove me to do so. I don't want to be the authority on anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's always room to learn. Yes. Like I'm not a finished product by any means. I just know the, the shit that I've been doing. Right. And I know what's been effective for me and people in my circle. And that's that's the things where I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a good thing. I can be knowledgeable about that right but definitely not the authority i still want to have like one of my therapist friends come on yes. the podcast what well, we need to reach so out. we'll do that that way we can give you know like from a professional <laughs> therapist um the uh the efficacy of the things that we've been giving the the methods that we've been sharing with y'all what you reading How can you prevent your child from developing imposter syndrome? That's interesting. Two types of messages can spark imposter syndrome in children. 
constant criticism, <laughs> which makes them feel like they'll never be good enough. Oh. And universal superlative. Superlative. I was like, I didn't say that. I like right. it though. I like <laughs> it. Superlative. Where's the pearl? There needs to be an A. Um, superlative praise. You're the smartest kid in the world, which instills high expectations and pressure. Parents can prevent imposter syndrome by praising effort, not outcome. Right. And by helping children realistically understand their strengths and weaknesses. I was talking to my daughter this morning at the bus stop and we were talking about grades and she's like, you know, school is stressful and it's a lot of pressure. And I'm like, listen, dude, like, She's like, you and my dad want me to have good grades? I said, yes, I want you to have good grades because I know that you're able to make good grades. I said, but if you come home with a C and you tell me that you worked your ass off and you tried your hardest, I'm high-fiving the C. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't I don't believe that it should be all about that. Right. And I tell her that very often. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of kids are. Sorry, guys. A lot of kids are um, too heavily judged on their grades i think that's where the stage gets set for that perfectionism too yeah is when you're like demanding these a's you know oh, i want straight a's out of you or you don't get to eat at a fancy dinner place like i've seen people, people do that i've seen people recently reward their children for making straight a's by taking them to a fancy dinner place and i'm like so you're telling them that they are not worthy of a fancy dinner place unless they make straight a's we're not I mean I don't know and they may have been right right they may have made straight that may have been, they may have had extra. like three A's and two B's or all F's the last quarter I'm not sure right but for me the message was that but then also that food is a reward like it was ah there's a lot going on there I was giving me the heebie-jeebies what do you think would be a healthy way to praise their their effort so when you're talking about praising efforts you want to be specific with the effort like if you were being you know uh in this case say if your kid went from having c's yep. and d's to yep. b's and a's you could say man you are so resilient and yeah. you really focused on your time management there because or whatever was causing yeah. them to have yeah. so she had gotten a really bad grade on a on a on a test um i i kind of feel like a, a few of the kids did because the teacher messaged really, me and really she was like we're test. gonna yeah she was like well, i'm gonna have them come in at lunchtime and the ones that yeah, i'm gonna reteach it and then you can retake it and so she brought her f up to a an a or a b i think hey she just that, needed to a little me, extra oomph yeah to me that was way better than any straight a report card right you had a challenge you saw it you dealt with it and you overcame it that's awesome right that's, like that's even if effort. you would have gotten a C on the test, I'm still high fiving you. Yeah. Like because you you tried because right. you could have just said nah, I'm gonna get that. Out. I'll just accept it. Yeah. Right. And instead you're like no, I'll sacrifice my PE and or my lunch or my recess or whatever. Teachers like when she was in math and she you know she kind of felt like things weren't going great. She went and she was like, hey, is there anything that I can do? Like that's can extra. I maybe go to? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like proud of you right yeah like just going and asking for help taking taking her, the initiative you know, you know is where you want a child is not <laughs> taking the person. initiative is where i would praise that effort yes you know hey i really am so proud of you for taking the initiative to go to your teacher because you knew that you were not having a good time with these grades so this you, you asked for an op opportunity yes you wanted more of a challenge plus you you sought out the ability to actually learn the material because clearly you weren't getting it this way so right. give me something extra that's a little different. So, yeah, no, the, that's how I would applaud the, the effort. effort. Yeah. 
You so it's just like when parents. you have a kid that's doing something that's really hard or trying to open something and you don't, you know, you don't say like, oh, you did such a good job opening that. You tell them like, oh, you, you used your arm muscles. That was really strong. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or give it so, to me. I'll do it. There's the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't, I don't want to take things from my kids. I want them to take things from me and learn and emulate that. Like yeah. go do these cool stuff. This cool stuff. Be a good human being. Yes. That's the goal. <laughs> That is the goal. All right. So let's hope. talk about uh, a positive and constructive self-image and, and which dictates how you feel about yourself, your worthiness. So um, we know that this is critical to your mental, emotional, emotional well-being. It enables you and em- emboldens you to be able to overcome life's challenges and let's be real there's always some life challenges yes everything ain't smooth sailing 24 7 so building a positive and constructive self-image can be accomplished through a variety of methods including identifying and utilizing one's strengths so i mean even if you got to make a list yes like (laughs) you know i'm the queen of lists i'm really good at this my strong suit is this like you ever been in an interview like a job interview and somebody asks you what are your strengths and you're like, oh, well, you know, um, I type really fast or, you know, I, I know Microsoft Word, you, you heard. Right. <laughs> right. But then, like, at the same token, if somebody asked you, like, what are you really bad at? I bet you your list of bad would be longer than your list of good. Just because uh, most. Not me. Most, I'm like, I'm not telling you nothing about. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not I'm in t- a job interview. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you because I don't want you to, to have this false expectation of right. me. Like, bro, if you're late to to my desk, like a meeting that we mm-hmm. have, if you're late, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm big mad. And I'm letting you know because that is rude and disrespectful. Well, you know, I feel like that could be a whole <laughs> different podcast because I felt that way too. But some people, I think that because we had such a hyper vigilance with those things, time and showing up and we had to be so hyper yeah. aware because otherwise we just wouldn't show up. Or like I'd be like an hour. Late. I set my clocks like yeah, like five minutes faster than what the yes. real time is. Yeah, and if I have an appointment, if I am not fifteen minutes early, then yes. I am late. Yes, yes, and I don't think everyone else has that same level of anxiety, and so there, I think there's a middle ground, right? There's regular people can be late, and it has nothing to do with being disrespectful to you or your time. Then there are. <laughs> And then there are the other people that do take advantage of your time and they'll keep you waiting for yeah. an hour or so, right? Because if I'm on my way here and I hit traffic, I physically can't do anything about that. Right. Um, even if I would have left my house on time. Right. That didn't mean that I was purposely trying to be disrespectful to you. Right. That didn't mean that I am rude as a human being. I feel this, I, I used to feel the same. I took it very personally. Like this is a, an attack on me, but well, it's because, not. Because my time is very valuable mm-hmm. and I don't want my time to be wasted and I don't want to waste your time either. So if I'm talking about people who are like just blah, 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 don't right. give a fuck. Right. You're talking like, about the other side. Who's yeah. Just like, look, this I, is on my timeline. I'm going to come in when I come in. Especially if you are consistent in that realm. Yes. So if it is like a happenstance, oh my God, there was an accident on the spillway. Right. My bad. A helicopter landed on a spillway. But if it's part of their personality. Because that has happened. But if that is who yes. you are, yeah. we're going to have some, we're going to have some, too. we're going to have some talking to do because that is disrespectful. Yeah. Like I'm on my way three hours later. Like, dude, where are you? I know. I, that's I've not been okay. Wait, 
that drives me insane. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's one of the things that I, I find that I was always like, well, I don't have ADHD because people with ADHD are late to everything or they just don't show up. And I was like, no, I still have it. Yeah. I just have it like the other hypervigilant way where it's like, no, bitch, I'm going to be early to everything. Well, what I think causes that is the early criticism mm-hmm. for not remembering for not doing the thing right for not showing up on time for being late you're you don't have your shoes on you're not supposed to right yeah and so internally as younger beings we just had to be on this is how i i felt Mm -hmm. as i was going through therapy and dealing and, and regulating my nervous system because my nervous system i believe was in fight or flight for i can't even tell you how long yeah and so after take getting out of that and releasing that I have to be perfect. I have to have everything on time. I can't drop any of these balls. Um, I relaxed and I was comfortable and I realized a lot of fucking balls were falling and I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. But I didn't care like I did before. Right. I didn't have that. Like I'm going to die if this ball falls. Right. It's like, Oh that cable bill was supposed to be paid <laughs> shit okay whereas before i'd be like oh my god i need to hurry up and do right now i'm just like oh dang it'll happen right yeah yeah i feel like that yeah yes that's that surrender almost when yes kind of like mm, yeah what's for me it's for me right right it's okay if i'm not supposed to have cable for a month then i'm just not supposed to well i mean I'm, i yes. mean that's a tough example yes. but yes yeah to, to follow what you're it's, saying it's kind of that you've just grown up having to overcompensate for the way that your brain naturally works yeah that it you know you don't think of it like your adhd because you've totally put into place ways so that no one would ever know yeah even yourself even myself <laughs> took me when i was watching all this the, time like all the systems that i've created in my house and i'm watching <laughs> like an adhd systems person and i'm like I, I thought I just made that up. Dude, that <laughs> happened to me when I went down the TikTok rabbit hole of uh, ingredient household. <laughs> yes. My sister was, I was like, me those oh, that's. And You're then definitely an ingredient household. And then I'm like a second, third generation ingredient household. It, it's insane. Yeah. So I, I showed Gracie. I was like, this is us. She was like, <laughs> yes, it is us. I felt seen. I'm like, sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> it's always me. But I like that, like yeah. cooking. And it's funny because you would think that I would be so disorganized that I could not cook well. But I do cook well. I do not bake well because yeah, baking is very rigid. Yeah. You have to have precise measurements. I don't want that shit. I want to eyeball it. And then I want the spirits to tell me that is right, enough. Right. And then that's when I know that that is enough. Yeah. All right. Back on target. See, we just <laughs> did the little ADHD. We're back. Do we need to take a break yet? Uh, Yeah, probably. All right. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about... Uh, some more self-image stuff and make you feel worthy. Yay. Yay. Share that on my story today. And we're back. We are back. Maybe AJ will be in here. This was, um, I shared something today that was talking about how really magnificent it is that you exist. The um, opportunities that had to move, like the world had to change in order for you to come into existence. Yeah. So, um I don't know where it is, but it was uh, <laughs> Neil the Tyson, the, the really super smart universe guy. It's on your... I don't know where it is. Okay. I can't find it. <laughs> it might have expired. That's the ADHD, too. Edison 
It's okay. Is she here? I don't know. Let's go. No, I don't see her. She might be showing her where she's at. Oh, my God. See, hey. Hey, Mama and Katie. Hi. Hey, Book. Hey, girl. And nobody in there better mess with her because she's ours. She the baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call her baby, but. Yeah, yeah, she is. Okay. Okay, we're back. So um, let's define worthiness. So worthiness is a term that is often associated with something's value or its ability to be deemed worthy. It plays an integral part in our lives as it helps us understand the level of respect and attention we should give to something or someone. Worthiness can be defined in various aspects, such as the moral quality of a person, the capability of an individual to demonstrate good character, and the value we attach to various commodities in society. Ultimately, worthiness is a subjective term that is shaped by various factors, including our cultural and social backgrounds, personal experiences, and beliefs. So, um, sadly, worthiness is often linked to our economic and social standing as well, um, or your financial status or your education status. So there's lots of yeah worths that you have and that are perceived. But do you feel like we assign those worths based on what we have versus what we don't? Remember in the first episode, we talked about when you identify yourself. What is the list of things that right. you say? Like, I'm a mom. Yeah. I am a daughter. I'm, you know. This career. I work at this job. So I think we automatically know what's important to other people to hear like, from us about yeah. our worth. And that's why, um, you know, like when people ask you, what school did you go to? Right. In other states, not in Louisiana, but in other states, they mean like, where'd you go to college? Because they're deciding. Like, is it automatic that everyone outside of Louisiana yeah. goes to college? I mean, no, but I think okay. if they were to ask you that, it's obviously not asking you where'd you go to high school. I think that's like excluded to Louisiana only. Okay. Exclusive to mm-hmm. Louisiana only or in the South rather, you know, like more specifically. Um, but it's definitely giving them a a place, a barometer of like, where do I put this person's worth? But what what I want to dig into is where you find yourself worth. Where do you feel worthy? How do you make yourself build that up? Feel worthy. Right. Right. Especially so, in the company of people who may look at your list. Yeah. And say, nah, no, you're not. Right. Right. They may um, want to put you on a little bit of a discount. Right. Because you didn't finish high school or you didn't finish college or your job is not the the job that they right. are, you know, or have or they they have these, you know, kind of like rungs of like it's like the ladder of success. Yeah, I was just about to say in that. somebody's it's own it's their own perception, too. Right. So um, to find your worth out to, to allow someone else to try to decide your worth is really none of our business. Um, what you want to do is that same place where I was saying earlier where you are so firm in your own yeah. self-worth that it's it it doesn't matter what someone else's um addition subtraction and maybe maybe I don't want to say it doesn't matter because we're human it sure. just doesn't have as big of an impact or it doesn't bring us down right we hear it we'll process it and you know it might sting a little but you don't take it and make that who you are. Right. And I'm not going to repeat that, especially if I know that that's not warranted or that's not really 
what I deserve. Right. I'm not going to let that thought or that pattern roll around in my brain for a long. I'm not going to let it live there. And it's that same, you know, don't sit in shit that you forget it smells so long. You forget it smells. It's the same here. So I wouldn't want to spend a lot of time with someone else's um, adjustment of my worthiness. And if it's somebody that I like highly appreciated and respected and they were giving me like a, a critique that I asked for, like if it was you and I was like, hey, Katie, can you let me know? Like, what do you what are some areas you think that I could improve for whatever? I don't right. know. Um, I would take those into consideration because I trust you and I value your opinion. But if it was like some person that I met at like a networking event, man, no. Yeah, because like, I don't know what you're doing when you get home. Right. I don't know. Like, you could have just phony baloney this whole situation. Right, right, right. And, and I, you're over here trying to tell me what to do. And right. And you don't have any of the... And it's yeah. probably pretty... Um, it's pretty bold of someone to assert that upon meeting someone anyway. I think that that's a more intimate uh, part of a relationship when you start asking for that kind of feedback like that. Yeah. So I think that if, if someone was just offering up you know, an appraisal of your worth upon meeting, that's that's a little, like, now you're a judgment person. Now you're yeah. just a judgmental turd. We know there's a lot of that. <laughs> so, uh, feeling your worthiness is fundamental to living a life where you're confident and content with yourself. Worthiness is essential for building healthy relationships with yourself because you have to have a relationship with yourself in order to have a relationship with other people. All codependents, can you please listen in now? <laughs> listen, I am a reformed codependent, so I'm yeah. not judging. <laughs> Same. So um, while it might take time and effort, like all of this does, you have to be committed to doing your healing work and um, you know finding all kind of healthy coping mechanisms to help you figure out your worth. And look, we'll go back to lists. You can go here and rattle off everything that's great about you. You know, um, what's the dating list? Like, I'm funny. I have a beautiful smile. What else? My (laughs) eyes sparkle. Like, I mean, for real, though, like if you were going to go ahead on your dating profile and describe yourself and think about the way that guys like they want this girl to be X, Y and Z. Mm -hmm. And then like, baby, (laughs) I am all that. And then some. But it's like that. Like you want to be wooing yourself right like right i want to make sure that i am showing up as my full authentic self yeah and, and if I, there are some things on the negative side of your list that's okay too yeah and if you feel like you want to work on that great work on it yeah work on it but if you're not and you're like look this is then just don't let anyone else upset you about it right and that's that's you know kind of giving yourself grace for mm-hmm. those things because th- what's that prayer Give me grace for the things I can't change and whatever for the things I can't or I can and I can't, you know, whatever. I'm We're s- really not I'm good s- at quoting prayers. I'm so religious. Uh-huh. So, uh, but I think that's part of it too. Like if you're, if you're beating yourself up because let's say you feel like you have a big nose, like what can you really do about that right now? Like what, do, what do you really do? You want to go get a nose job or do you just accept like, this is what my face looks like. And I'm sure you right. got it from somebody else. So, um, you know, kind of giving appreciation and respect. And how about the fact that you have a nose and that can smell and help you taste food and make sounds and sneeze and breathe and smell, you know, have take deep breaths and do breath work with your nose. So there's ways to kind of shift these yeah, I know I'd be breathing. insecurities that you have um, to help your help yourself with your with your worthiness with your self-worth which this definition is so simple and it 
feels like when I'm about to read this that it, it's so obvious, but I don't think that they connect. To mean being worthy, it simply means that you are aware. That's the difference. You're aware versus not aware. You are aware that you deserve respect and have self-respect for yourself. Yeah. And I think that part of codependent, you you, you forget about your being respected and your self-respect because you're so and perfectionism because mm-hmm. you're so worried about what those other people are going to say or think right or that they feel right. and then your job is to like make them feel better yeah. instead of making yourself feel better as a priority i think like once a month i make the post you know you can't pour from an m an empty cup not yeah. an m&m cup <laughs> you cannot pour from an empty cup yeah, I made, I made a post about that on TikTok and a lot of the dads were like, dads can't do that. Dads have to do da, da, da. And <laughs> dads, dads have cups just like we have cups. And that's what I told them. I said, listen, up, I'm a single mom of that's two right. children. If I can find a way and look, it may not be the same way that a single non-kid having person can fill their cup. Right. right. Because I think that I used to be that person too. Right. I used to think, well, I'm a single mom and I, I, I don't have enough time and I, da, 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 I just have to do all these things. And it's like, no, it doesn't have no reprioritize. Yes. Reprioritize and just implement small habits that can help you feel good for you. Yeah. Because if you don't feel good for you, you can't you're not doing no good for them kids. No. Throwing shit at them. Chasing them out the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, feeding, feeding them junk. Yeah. Like there's a whole trickle down method to that. So, yeah, it's absolutely paramount. And then obviously, you know, we were not meant to raise children by ourselves. It was meant to be done with a, with a support system in, in, in place. So, you know, we'll go back to that. So maybe those people are not feeling very supported. In that's their what role, I think. And that's, and that's where, where they're, they're being... like, I can't do that. I don't have time or space. And maybe that's where I feel different because I do feel like I do finally because before i wouldn't ask anybody for help right i, I was like no nah, i gotta do i have to do this all by myself i'm a single now i'm like not nah, bro i can't i need, I need help. help help me help I can't me do this all by myself <laughs> especially going through all of this other things that it's just it's just too much right well i mean at the end of the day you are worthy yeah. of asking for help i am you are worthy of rest i am you are worthy and of so self-care <laughs> yeah like you are worthy of those things you are worthy of your full cup Yes. So whatever you got to do, you are worthy of shifting priorities and asking for support so that you can accommodate time to fill your own cup. Yeah. And then you're able, because you're filling your cup, then you're able to overflow and give to other people. And then maybe at times where you can't help but to have a right. lower filled cup, then that's when all those people come around Rushing in. and they, they pour in. That's right. And we have had not a great, time being able to accept that pouring sure and recently i would say within the last year we've mm-hmm. been like okay and i have to remind you too i'm like hey dude you've done this for right. 20 other people right like let us do it for you yeah and i felt the same for myself like uh when billy sent us food i was like oh my god thank you normally i would be like oh my god no way like no it's it's okay we're really like you know what i mean right but he was like no i let me do this this is what i like to do yeah for people and that's what happened. Yeah. And that's like a love language of mine is to do acts of service. And I remembered and- myself, like I remembered sending food to a friend of ours when they were sick. And I was like, that's when I said, you know what? It is the okay. same shit that you tell Lori, let them take care of you. Yes. And then I said, okay, all right. 
Well, and I've told you this before, too. Talk to yourself like your best friend would talk to you. Yes. <laughs> I told Monica that the and other day, too. I'm like, would Katie, you talk to yourself? Like, but I don't like you it talk when, to me like that. I don't like it when you say it to me, though. You're like, what would you say to you? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I say, what would you say to me? Well, that, yeah. And you're like, yes. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it. why'd you make me do that? Yeah, and it, but, but that's, that could be a whole nother, a whole, I mean, that is along the same lines. I'm lying. Um, is like, why is it so natural to give this loving care and compassion to to you, but it doesn't come as natural to give it to yourself. Because we're so used to not. Yeah. We're so used to sacrificing ourselves for everyone else in all of these arenas, you know, because you are uh, in a codependent space or you are in a recovering from trauma space where you focus all of that positive energy on, on someone else that you care about because you don't feel like you deserve it. So you have to come into this worthy place in order to be able to receive it properly from yourself and, and aware, awareness yes. all the time. Yes. It all boils you, down you, to does. awareness. You have to know that it exists and what the name of it is, which is why we go through these topics so that you can identify it. If you see yourself doing these things, yeah. you have the identification of it and you have solutions for it. Um, and ways to, you know. And ways to dig deeper, too. Like, we, we talked about, and we talk about all the time. We can pinpoint at times in our life, in our youth, where where this shit started. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once you're kind of capable of getting in this zone, where you're like, okay, I can ass- affirm myself all the time. I feel really worthy all the time. I'm fully capable of accepting compliments because I am that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, for real. And then I can walk around with confidence, but still knowing that this is not the end of the line. I'm not a finished product. Right. And that successes will come and failures will come and I will get up every single time. So there, there's this like... Yeah, there's a fine path. line between um, remaining humble and then tearing yourself down. Yes. And I feel like we've done the tearing down part. And yeah. now we're in the more of like, I know I'm not perfect, humble, but I also know how awesome I am. Yeah, I'm still the shit. And just because I'm not perfect doesn't mean that I'm not awesome. Yeah, no. And I think that that's part of the perfectionism too. Like once you lose that need to be perfect. Right. Um, you remember you used to call me that Miss Perfect all the I time? I do. Because that's that's the the path that I was thought I needed to be. Right. I needed to show up. I needed to look perfect. I needed to behave perfect. I needed to just be quiet and not make make Any a waves. Yeah. And then I remember when we started on this path and I would say, Katie, we don't have to take 75 selfies because that's what we look like. Yeah. I'm still working on that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we, we are. No. We're, yeah. Yeah. We are still working on that. That's what we look like. Yeah. So it's this, this, this us being. This is a whole thing this us too. This being yeah. on your thing is, that's not pretty, that's not real normal for us. This is quite vulnerable. Yeah. When we first started the podcast even just having the like I learned things about my lip and how my lip looks when I talk I never knew that bro why didn't you tell me that like Katie <laughs> friend like you know that your right side of your lip because goes up it, a little bit? it does not you don't notice it when you say it now but it now doesn't but it's not something that I'm like oh god Katie look at your lip yeah I know it, like it's my, just like a characteristic right thing that's just what that you look like learned and that's to, who you are I have never like seen my eyelid it like thing. that so it was like oh shit uh, oh, well fuck it this is what I look like that's right is, like that's what unless I'm like. about to go get that that lip shit no <laughs> no and I looked up the oh, eyelid surgery high. and I'm like Mm-mm, that's just not for me that's the recovery of it it just looks it's not no the only time you can really see is in a picture anyways 
well, you know, I'm kind of in pictures. Smile. Yeah, see, it's the same way for me. I don't see it. Right. (laughs) I don't see it. All right, guys. Um, This is the end of the line for us today. I want to thank you for hanging on with us on TikTok. Addy, thanks for showing up. Everybody else, we appreciate seeing you all today. It is episode 10 of the Authentic Existence Podcast with Katie and Lori. You can find us on rss.com, Spotify, and Amazon Music. We're checking on the Apple situation. Yeah, I have to (laughs) relink it. It's authentic through my kid's phone oh. so every time i try to like go and look at it she's at school and i'm like damn it and then i keep forgetting well we'll figure that out yeah um <laughs> in the meantime you can find us on social media authentic existence with katie and Lori. i'm Lori. that's katie um we want to thank brightway insurance in harahan louisiana for all of this and affording us the opportunity space and equipment with which to bring this podcast to you um anything else to add katie Uh, bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye, y'all.